you know, I, I'd listen to something, be like, you know, hit me with your rhythm stick. And I think, well, I know that song. I like it. I don't. I never want to listen to it. I never go, oh, I fancy putting that on. But when you try and play what they're doing, it's like, don't decide you haven't like you don't like something until you try and play it. And then you think, well, you know, I, I'm going to try that. Fuck, it's really hard. Hi, this is Lowell Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie, co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we, we drew, drew the map. You, when every every image I see of you, uh, Simone, and there are lots out there, and you always look fantastic. <laughs> and oh, you really don't. I, only... I know you play amazingly, um, but you're always bless you. You do put out a lot of energy, but a lot of joy that's the word i was looking Aww. for the, the joy that you have it seems in your playing mm. Are you, is it something i love it you love it i know yeah i i just like you you love it right i there's a picture of me with the slits from you know when i started when i first joined the slits and it's yeah. this ridiculous grinning face popping up out <laughs> of a tom tom so it, it looks like I've just appeared. <laughs> and yeah, you don't often see pictures of the drummer anyway, usually just flailing behind no. the kit. And there's me yeah. beaming away, Irish screaming. Tessa's like really like concentrating mm. and Viv's being Viv on guitar. She's just like kind of, you know. Oh, what an iconic looking band though, the Slits. <sighs> I mean, oh, wow. I played, I, you know, female bass players I played with. Tessa was the first, I think. Holly Johnson was probably the first one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> honorary yes. female bass player. Yes, um, honorary female bass player. Uh, I played with. You haven't played with me yet. We no, have I haven't. Have to do uh, we must. That we must. would be a dream, wouldn't it? Like, but two drummers and the bass player. I know it was kind of a, one of the kind of thoughts that has, has been going through my little mind a little bit because I was thinking about, you know, bass players I've worked with. Severin mm. was a very uh, unorthodox bass player. Yeah. He never, he always used different tunings. So when you looked at where his fingers were, it didn't make any sense to, if, to a mm. regular. So it's always trouble with me because we change guitarists a lot. And so mm. they just look over at the bass and think, oh, hang on, this chord I'm playing, does it? That's that's not right. What's going on? Oh God! As a mind fuck, it really was. That's, that that is a, quite a mind fuck when you're on yeah. stage. But it also affected the way I played because he played a lot of high end like melody stuff, like mm. a bit mm. hooks. Peter Hook also did that. Um, but uh, so I kind of filled in those eighth notes on the floor, Tom. Yeah, the, the low end that was kind of not always there. So it yeah, went, like, we'd, we'd pass but it backwards and forwards. How great is that? Because you don't think, you think your style, I, I struggled with this for quite a few years as a bass player, you know, finding my style, what my sound is. But then I just thought, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going, I'm not like, a, I mean, in some ways I am a session player, but I'm not the session player that can go in and go, oh yeah, you want, you want it to sound like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want it to sound like this? Yeah. I can do that if I want, but I don't want to lose my individuality as well. So you kind of have to not, give a shit for a while and just let yeah. it all kind of flow 
Do you have like a, a mentor? Is there was there somebody you went? Oh, okay, I can see I myself. Kind of, I think maybe in my earlier years I did. I mean, I loved Simon Gallup from The Cure, right. um, and but I also had a deep, deep, deep love of Motown and and mm. stuff like the Meters, like George Porter Jr. Um, because it was so funky, it was so in the pocket, and it was right. kind of easy, you know, to play. Um, and so him, um, you know, people like, I suppose everyone talks about James Jameson, but it's very difficult to play like him because he was, he, he sort of played like poetry, you know, you listen to what's going on. It's just, it all kind of flows, you know, and then, but stylistically, um, there was a time when I was really into, uh, Francis Rocco Prestia, the way he would use like staccato, like I'm not really into Tower of Power. It's not really my thing, but the musician, the musicianship of it is just fucking incredible. So there's little things I would borrow from him, and then like Norman Rockwell, you know, I, I'd listen to something, be like, you know, hit me with your rhythm stick, and I think, well, I know that song, I like it. I don't, I never want to listen to it. I never go on. I fancy putting that on, but when you try and play what they're doing, it's like don't decide you haven't like you don't like something until you try and play yes, it, and then you think, yeah. well, you know, I, I'm going to try that. Fuck, it's really hard. Oh my god, he was a brilliant bass player. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> you know. And then uh, my thing is like, work, listen to loads of stuff you like, and then work out the bass line, and then appreciate how actually perfect they are for that band. And and if you like that, you can incorporate little bits of it. Do we all have a Do we all have a signature then? Do you think? Uh, you know, something that we do with almost without thinking and other people go, how do you do that? Yeah, I think so. Some more than others. I think if you you have a little bit of a flair, when you let yourself go, little isms come out. I'm sure you both have little, you know, things. You do drumming. I know the things, the things I've listened to, like, from, you know, when I first started, like yeah. Captain Beefheart. Oh, um, God, wow. Dr- uh, what's his name? Ed, Ed Marimba. Ed Marimba. He's, he's, that's not his real name. But there was a thing on Clear Spot, and it was just... And I thought, how does he do yeah, that? Right? Every time we get behind the kit, I have a little go at it, you know, in many different ways. Yeah. I also heard if you could sing it, you can play it. If you can't sing it, you can't play it. Yeah, you told you told you told me that, and I think that's very true. Yeah, it's true because if you can hear it after a certain amount of time, you can play it because you hear the notes until they're the same as what you hear in your head. They're kind of a bit like um, when we 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 had Talvin sing playing with us. Uh, oh, brilliant! And Talvin, oh, fantastic, did a whole thing on a hit a song we had, um, "Kiss Them for Me," mm-hmm. and in the middle the middle eight break is Talvin singing the tabla part as he would as the tabla player would to the dancer yeah which is wonderful he's a joy isn't he like he just is music some people just radiate music well that's what i think about that's what i think about budgie to me budgie is drums oh you are drums budgie oh absolutely my little boy thinks the same thing i think he just keeps keep it quiet because i'm always banging on
when you're a drummer, do you just seem to find yourself tapping out rhythms on all kinds of things, like the you know the tube train poles and the whatever you looking for sounds? Yeah, I love make I love hearing staircases and bridges and the hollow tubular things. I, I'm always, I, I love salad bowls. <laughs> It's like percussion, isn't it? It's totally. I used to go down to uh, Chinatown in Soho. We were working in Broadwick Street or somewhere. Uh, it, I'd, the, the album was coming to a close and it would be like percussion day. And I used to start to send out for the percussion box from the hire company. But I took to going down Chinatown and going around the catering shops. Rayman? No, it wasn't Rayman. I... I, I I was looking for chocolate sundae glasses, you know, the, the yeah. al- aluminium mixing bowls. Oh, that's oh, okay. brilliant. It doesn't yeah. surprise me at all, but I just, I love that you did that. Because, yeah, it's just a whole plethora of frequencies and vibrations, isn't it? You get a lot of, you get a lot of odd looks when you're going around the catering department of a big <laughs> store. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and you're, you're not checking out, oh, this is a good size. You just got, you're tapping everything. <laughs> So picking it up and hugging it, you know, and think, can I get this under my arm and play it with, and get the, the ring finger doing that thing underneath where it's dampening it, you know, like a bit suddenly, like suddenly, suddenly you you're think, escorted out of the shop. Yeah, no suddenly you think, I, I'm a crazy person. I'm I'm crazy. There's a musician. You don't have to be crazy. Mm. No, it helps. <laughs> I used to go to Rayman's because I I bought the biggest the biggest loudest Chinese symbol I ever had in my life at Rayman's. <gasps> And I used it on on pornography, but every time I hit it, I'd have to turn my head because it was it was literally going to annihilate my ears. You know, man, that's another so. thing I was going to ask you. Right, so I mean, yeah. you were doing these gigs, you both were doing all these shows where when they weren't in ear monitors, no. it was just you know monitors. No. Like, um, yeah. how did you fucking hear what you were doing? Did you could you hear what any you were doing? Especially being drummers, that to me is the yeah. most deafening. What did you say, Lo? It gets Hello. what did you say? <laughs> I can't hear. Yeah, <laughs> is there somebody I can't hear it? No, hang sign on. Sign language. Well, I'm lip reading. I was lip reading until your your picture went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what still, still upsets me is I could walk across the front of the stage, right, with the cure, like in sound check, and listen to like Pearl. You know, Pearl Thompson. He'd be playing. Yeah. He'd be the loudest person you've ever heard. I mean, he played. He played at one point. He played with Jimmy Page, and Jimmy Page used mm. to tell him, "You're too loud." You know. <laughs> And stuff. So Pearl, completely loud, but still got still got perfect hearing. Can hear a pin drop, you know. Amazing. And and me and me, Crazy. you know, the top end's gone because drums are like explosions to your hearing, you know. Oh yeah. man. I live I live with tinnitus. I live with this ring Do you? in the yeah. I just tune it out somehow. It just but it's there a lot louder when you get tired, it's there. And I wonder what, yeah, yeah, I I, actually, when there's a lot of conversation going on, I haven't got the patience to filter anything anymore. Just like, ah, just walk away, switch off. You know, that's, that's what, that's why all people, we we just ignore everybody. (laughs) Uh, I, um, I think we were pioneers. I remember putting a pair of headphones on on my ears um, with a sweatband. I'm sorry to say, or gaffer tape. Hey. It had to be something <laughs> to hot because ho- ho- <laughs> I lost too much hair with a gaffer tape. Because yeah, I, I can imagine. But what we did was we put the the we had two Ampeg SVTs lying like uh, wedges behind the drum riser. Right. So I could yeah. hear the bass and feel it, mm. and the, yeah. the, and the everything was hidden. We had no speakers on stage, right. and everything was on. Right. We built the stage up, mm. so it was like no. floor cans and monitors were underneath grills, 
And it's a great idea. It was real mess. It was like the stage was just full of sound. Oh wow! But it, it, visually, the idea was good. <laughs> So the first first uh, first time I had in is mm. was actually on the reflections tour. At uh, you know Robert called me up and he said you better get some in is so uh, you know, yeah. go out and get some. And so I got I got some and I had the audiologist come to the house and you know oh, cast yeah. them in my ears and stuff. <laughs> Give me a hearing test and say you're a drummer, right? I went yeah. <laughs> she said yeah, you you lost a little bit at the top, and and then but the weirdest thing for me was like you know. The first shows we did were down in Sydney, and we were walking on stage, and you know you can't hear anything with them stuck in unless they're turned on, you know. So I'm like, oh shit, I can't hear anything. I can't, you know. I'm talking like to Simon, everybody I can't hear anything, so you got to have one out, you know. And then I got on stage, and we're playing, and at the end of the show, I said, Simon, that's the first time I heard you completely, you know, in, <laughs> in like, like ever since we started. And he he went, oh, I'm sorry about that, then, Law. You know, I said no. I liked it. I liked hearing <laughs> oh, you. You know, sound, we sound we sound pretty good, man. We sound pretty good. I say that was a revelation. Adds a whole new dimension to it. Yeah. it? you can also hear the audience. Yeah, you can yeah, you hear can, the audience before yeah, you, you can go. Dial, dial, yeah, just to get you know a bit more nervous. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I like that. As you, yeah, right. As you're walking up, as you're walking up. But you know, we always had like something before the show. You know, we'd always sort of sit round just waiting in the wings you know like oh, vibing everything up ready, ready to go on but we all have to pull out the in it robert doesn't wear in ears you know he just sits no. and has it blasting at him but are you so, are you in ears yeah. is the band on in ears Simone? i'm I, in ears now yeah for the first couple of years we weren't um and uh, we were with but barry barry cadogan's in the band then and he was right on my left and my he plays ear splittingly loud which is brilliant but i it, it was like these were the the first time I'd played really proper big gigs, you know. Yeah. And um, my my right my left ear kind of got it, so I, I did sort of get. I That's mean, protection. we just played loud. Yeah. yeah, we just played loud, and then I think people were realizing, you know, one one after the other, like we probably need to do. You know, everyone was getting tinnitus, and and then I I did have tinnitus. Actually, my tinnitus kind of rolled back a bit because I was at a point where even doing the hair dryer would set it off. You know, for or being tired, alcohol, stress, another noise like would just say off. So I don't have any of those things now. Lies. Lies. No stress, stress you lucky no bastard. Stress. <laughs> yeah. You I'm do seem boy. quite zen though. You do seem to sort of like be very it's, happy and zen. It's a it's a daily thing. <laughs> it's lovely. It comes and it's goes. Just a joy. Yes. Um, but you know, here's the re- here's the real um, test about the whole thing about hearing is is like yeah. hey? so I, he- I heard this from <laughs> I heard right. this from Gary Newman, right? Gary Newman, like watching watching films, right? Watching movies, put the subtitles on, right? As soon as you start oh. that, you know that you know. Oh yeah, it, it's it's going, you know. Or just going. if you're in like real Glasgow territory, sometimes you also need subtitles because the accent is so so broad yeah like <laughs> but i do i i do miss the feel of the drum coming up in my face you know like the because yeah. the, 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 you, you you attenuate yourself because you know when you're going to make the, the noise yeah. so you you kind of close There's nothing like it is it really like just the, the sound in the air right don't don't you remember budge when you were at uh we were at mr lee's house hey and you were playing his 
his kit with that that huge you know, Bruce Lee no 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 uh, Tommy Christ- Lee Christopher Tommy Lee, Lee. Yeah. Christopher Lee he's like Bruce Lee and Christopher Lee all rolled into one he's Tom- <laughs> Tommy Lee of Motley Crue I couldn't believe it cool yeah that's a good analogy yeah. extrapolation yeah a nice good extrapolation <laughs> we're extrapolated a bit because years ago um, we did the same circuit one summer as Madonna and Motley Crue. So we we'd end up like they playing the night before or the night after. So I'd always walk in the bar and there was Tommy in the bar. So, you know, we became pals and all drummers are friends, right? So uh, we sat and we were talking and uh, uh, a couple of years ago, was it now? Yeah. yeah. Me and Bunch started to do some stuff together. And uh, so I called up Tommy because I said, you know, Hey, you've got a great studio, haven't you, Tommy? Can I come and use it? And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the bro rate and don't bring any drums because I got a shitload of drums, you know? And mm. we went round there and he was right. He had a shitload of drums. He had more drums and <laughs> more drums than you see in Guitar Center. I mean, you know, just like And a huge place. motorcycle and a couple of huge yeah. cars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the biggest yeah. the Naturally. biggest gong. The biggest gong I've, I've ever seen never, in my life. It was bigger than Arthur. We're gonna say something else then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently he has that as well, but we, we don't know. We didn't we didn't stay long enough, apparently. We could have if we just no. stuck around for the for I'm the sure. evening session. Yeah. Some extra twenty minutes. Yes, yeah. yes. So he's got he's got the biggest gong, has he? Biggest birdie, you're terrible, Budgie. Sorry, I called you Birdie. I called you Birdie. I meant Budgie. I like Birdie. Birdie. It's a, it's, it's my favourite film. It's got a stick. Well, Budgie stuck a while, didn't it? It took a long time to get rid of it, though. <laughs> it served me well, but from now on, it's Birdie. Who called you Birdie? Simone. Monsieur le Birdie. Gone, Lowell. Oh, Tommy, Tommy and his gong. Yeah, Tommy's gong, and and then he had got this great, this great kit. And, Ju- um, Jupiter Six. Uh, the kit had Earth like kit. that thing. Yeah, that's a kit. And it had this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can't hear very well. You know what I mean? We're not even drunk. No, oh, no, we don't. We just don't need it these days. <laughs> no, we don't. No, 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 no. We're full of the joys and the. Uh... We haven't finished the gong story. No, lol, sorry, we keep talking. Yeah. We haven't finished this gong. Is it a gong situation? So we got a huge gong. Yeah. outside his studio. Was it? Yeah, and um... oh, outside. Yeah, is he rolling it? Is yeah, he puffing out for the other end. <laughs> is it a long tubular gong? <laughs> a tubular, <laughs> a tubular gong. Wasn't that Mike Oldfield? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tubular gong. This is our band. Why are you laughing? Yeah. At? We're called yeah. tubular gong. <laughs> tubular gong. Um. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Where are we going? Not to the record label with that. I can I can see this is this is descending <laughs> into to the job centre. Yeah, the punchline better to be good. That's all I can say. Oh man! Yeah, this, this is the showstopper. This one, like, go on, love. <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost it. Oh no! <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger. His gong is bigger than his bass drum. I tell you that. Yeah. And his bass drum is humongous. Yes. And that's not even the one that goes upside down. Oh, that no. one. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time I put my back out playing drums was at Tommy Lee's kit. It took about a minute to get from the left to the right. Yeah, it was <laughs> the longest drum fill I'd ever done. You know, dubba, 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 dubba. Yeah. It, Tommy Lee is the one who does the kind of 360 thing. Who does that? Where they um, they literally go 360 degrees and yeah. then back again. They're still drumming. It's uh, Neil Pert Rush. Neil Pert was like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it was him. And then there's another guy who also did like that. This has got too many drums. 
Oh yeah. God! Yeah. I mean, I mean, what is that about? I don't know. I've had a lot of drums in my, in my day. I've had a lot of drums, you know, and but there was well, they were always piling up on the left or the right, and I realised it was time to like let go of the of crossing the arms business. You know, just put the drums where they were comfortable, yeah. rather than this, you know. So, what are your setups? Like now, like each of you, because I would imagine you've gone through the whole trajectory of like going, trying everything. Yeah, I like, I like, the, I like the way Bill Bruford, you know, the guy who played with King Crimson and Yes, he was the yeah. original drummer with those okay. bands, and it, he went for a totally symmetrical kit. So it went from the yeah. snare drum was between right. the middle, and then it went yeah. two toms out front, and then it went the same left or right, mm. and it sounded like really you know, like really thought through and quite mathematical. And he, and mm. he said, no, it was just because I, could, I, I knew that wherever I threw my hands, I'd hit something. <laughs> That's a fair, fair enough, man. That, That's what I thought. That, yeah, no, it's good. Answer me this then. So I haven't seen a picture of that. Did he have two two kick drums? Did he have two bass drums? No, he wouldn't go that. No, I wasn't going that. No, nah, so, nah. so where the did hi-hat, he... The hi-hat, the hi-hat was off right and left. But if, it, but if his snare's in the middle... How did, how did he use his kick drum? wasn't in the middle. Exa- well, it was just like sitting with a snare drum between your legs, isn't it? In it. Like, in it, bro. You know what I mean? In it, in it. <laughs> in it. That's, can't, I haven't said in it in it for ages. In it was really in fashion for a while. Oh, it, like, yeah. feels like- it, it still is with me and Budgie because we're, we're expats, you know. I like the way it was talking. You talk plural, in it. I always love that. In it. In it. I in it. I love that. Uh, it's great. <laughs> should we go through? Where should we go from? We go from, go from Lancashire, Lancashire, like that. You know, <laughs> you have all of the accents, buddy. Well, I think you should start doing voiceovers and like cartoon and like get a yeah. job at Disney, Disney, all those characters. If they make like a cartoon, cartoon based in Lancashire. I know yeah. that's why we're doing this. We're doing this so oh. eventually somebody might discover us, yeah. <laughs> and we could we could have a whole new career doing voiceovers. <laughs> well, Paro- parochial English accents. Well, but you have to ask you what 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 what's next? Where are you going next? What's happening? Um, DJ. I am. I'm doing lots of DJ, and I'm going to Mexico Mexico in December, hopefully. Mexico yeah, City. So Cancun and Mexico and two other places. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah, so doing that and and just DJing up and down the country, and then we've got some more gigs lined up for next year. They're coming in now which is right. quite good to know there's some stuff that coming ha- happening next year. So all music, I'm getting into doing some more remixing and doing my own uh, music, which is going to have a bit more of an electronic slant to it. Yeah. Um, doing some vocal, uh, doing some recording with uh, Leela Moss, um, doing a little bit of her. And uh, what else, what else, what else? Um, just, just keeping it all about music, really. Music and traveling yeah. and carry on with a bit of artwork i started a sort of line of artwork in lockdown oh what i kind of got into that and acrylic pouring and cool stuff so i'd like to get to carry on with that was that something you you had before music or is it something that's come along since i've always done a bit of art i did art a level and and did really well it and loved it and i think if i hadn't done music i would have gone to art school yeah i was well among other things but yeah yeah do you i mean are you 
I think loads of musicians are into art or do art. It, so. They think like the, the the bands we loved all came from art schools. Yeah, yeah. quite quite a lot anyway. You know, so yeah. we felt like we were just untrained novices and thought we can do that. <laughs> We can uh, do that. Uh, Budgie is a very good artist. He 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 would. I'm not. I don't. So. I don't do it. You know. I every if if I did, I I I would have to do it. That was always the thing. Whatever I do, I've got to do it. Everything's got to be that. So uh, well, I've yeah. seen some. I've seen your stuff. It's great. I had to do a couple. Thank you, Lol. That's very. I very want to kind. see it. Send me some stuff, Budgie. Oh. I want to see. Go on. Don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to make some plans. That's what we need to do. Uh, we need each other's schedule. Are you going to any plans to buy a yes. gong? By the way, you going to? Well, I bloody have now, haven't I? You're going to yeah. have to. We get you one with a discount because Tommy, Tommy, Tom, Tommy will give you his one. I'm sure. Uh, well, hey, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. I um, sorry. Yeah, I know where Tommy's one's been. So I. Yeah. But um, hang on, let me think straight. Yes, gong. Uh, I am obsessed with. Um, gong baths and sound healing oh, okay. and, and med- yes. like meditation and I actually want to learn how to do the gong there's a few things I want to learn like one of them is sign language yeah uh, I want to learn sign language I think that's like yeah. a great thing and then right. um I I I want to learn how to do some of the like gong things I think it's really therapeutic yeah. and really amazing kind of a, a type of therapeutic thing I have a place for you to go here in California for that. There's a place out in the desert called uh, <gasps> the, the Integratron. Oh, right? yes, in Joshua Tree. Yes. and this, I, I want to go there. Oh, my God. I've been there twice this year. It's mm. it's the most amazing thing you'll ever go to, in fact, and it's the best It's the best I've ever been to. It's the like best soundbar oh. thing ever, ever. And they're completely insane there, but it's great. It's really it's worth going. I really want to go there and do that. That's a yeah. that was a that was a good plug. That was a good plug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, they're, they're they're going to give me some freebies for that. I want I, a no, discount if now. If you make it to LA, we'll go out there and do it. You know, we'll do it, go to the Integratron. Definitely. Yeah. My plug this evening would be for the Las Vegas Neon Museum. Yes. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's called, it's called the Neon Graveyard. If you're in Vegas, right. check it out. Okay. Wow, is that there like permanently? Yes, it's all the old signs that they would go, throw away otherwise, and they're all sitting around. Oh, oh you mean like the proper old school neon mm. signs? Like, yep. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, the light, the light bulb things from the old casinos. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, then, that's yeah. really trippy and psychedelic. That stuff. <laughs> What? So why is that funny? <laughs> they ain't got that. They haven't got that in Newcastle, have they? No. <laughs> oh, they no. oh, but they have got that. They've got that bridge that goes from Gateshead over to Newcastle. 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 They got that. Newcastle. Yeah, they got that. Newcastle. They got that curvy bridge. Why I? <laughs> it's the Millennium. The Millennium Arc or something like that. It's got a fancy name. It's got it's a couple quite, of light bulbs. It, it, it yeah. has. It's got like a blue kind of arc that goes across the mm. tyne and all the fog on it. Lovely. The fog on a tyne is all, is all mine. Can we sing Lindisfarne now? You, you can. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> Do you sing? Sitting in no, sitting in a sleazy snack bar, sucking sickly sausage rolls. Oh my yeah. god! Slipping down slowly, slipping down sideways. Think I'll go and sign on the dole. Mm. There you go. <laughs> I want this album. <laughs> back in vocals. A bit back in vocals. I did. I sang my well sung. Did a vocal thing at my friend's gig last night. They're called White Hills. They're a brilliant duo from, they do like psychedelic heavy rock. Whoa. And I recorded a track with them. I recorded a track with them a couple of years ago and we 
they were playing that, so I went down and ah. did some of that. Very nerve-wracking. Very, very nerve-wracking. It's been lovely to have, have you on the, the podcast, so that's for sure. It's, thank you for having me. Love you both. You've had a lovely time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Simone. And uh, Lol, could you turn the recording off now so we can talk about Tommy Lee's other gong? <laughs> Curious Creatures is created and presented by Lol Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer, Joe Wong. Producer and audio designer, Dan Didier. Executive producer, Mark Cates. Associate producer, Sophie Wilde. Digital marketing, Margie Taylor. Art and logo design, Justin Thomas Kay. Music production, Jackknife Lee. Curious Creatures is on the web and you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com And you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Curious Creatures Official Twitter at Cure Creatures To find more of the best music podcasts visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram or at doubleelvis on Twitter Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC 2022